We just came through uh, four nights with Transform Sunday through Wednesday. I was thinking about that during our time of singing this morning, uh, kind of reminiscent for what took place. And um, uh, I'd like to just read a few verses here that I think it's the best way I can explain what happened. Psalm 42 um, when you read uh, read this chapter, David's going through kind of a roller coaster um, uh, of emotion. You know, he's discouraged. He's uh, depressed. He says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. So that's a good model, I think, for all of us. If you're discouraged or going through depression, man, um, talk to yourself. David says, I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. That's a good starting point. Get your mind off yourself and put it on God, who's bigger and greater than, than all of us. So, now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you. I will remember you. I hear, verse 7, the tumult of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. But each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me, and through each night I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. So I love the ocean. One of the reasons I like it is the pounding of the waves, man. Just just uh, either getting beat by them, you know, it's like you're getting punched or you ride the waves in. One of the tangible experiences when that wave, so you're, you're riding in towards shore, that wave hits you in your toes and you can feel it roll from your toes all the way up to your fingers. It rolls over you. That's the expression that we get here. I hear the tumult of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. Well, what's, what's that? Well, he goes on to explain it. Each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me. Man, when you, when I allowed the Lord to love me, when I got past, you know, thinking I wasn't good enough and I messed up so many times and I wasn't worthy for God to love me when I finally embraced what God's word said about me. It was so liberating that I, the only way I can explain it is how God pours his love in from the top of your fingers all the way through your toes, man. It's the tangible love of God. And you can't contain it, man. You can't. You can't keep it on the inside. And so Sunday through, through Wednesday, that's, to me, that's what, what happened. It was like God just poured his love into me, you know? He, he just, and I couldn't contain it. I couldn't hold it in. So sitting here, uh, to be honest, I wept like a baby, you know? I just, to think that God loves me so much. And for all the dudes in here, you think you're so mako and cool, you know? Ask yourself, when's the last time you cried? All you have to do is read through the, through the Gospels, and yes, Jesus wept. 
And Jesus was filled with compassion where his heart wept, looking at the lost all around him. So he endorses the fact that as a man, you can weep. He gives you permission to do that. Don't hold it in. Don't throw it in your suitcase and just go on with life pretending, you know, I'm going to get through this. Put it on the table and let God work in your life. And so I'm grateful, and it's in your program this morning. We're grateful for all the worship teams and the media teams that were here those four nights that made this possible. Man, on the front end of a brand new year, we, we humble ourselves before God and say, God, we need you. We sang about that this morning as well. You know, We don't know what this, this year is going to hold before us, but we know this, that God will go before us. I was thinking about this too, friend. You sang the lyrics, God is good, right? He's never going to let me down. Maybe that little voice in the back of your head said, God has let you down. God has forgotten about you. And you replay the offense, the situation, the circumstance through your head where God you feel, jumped out of the boat and left you all alone. We can sing that song with confidence because God is good. And he's good because of this. He promised that in this world we will have trouble. He promised that because we live in a broken world. Life is very unfair. But his promise is, I will never leave you, nor will I ever abandon you. The Father abandoned Jesus on the cross because he was carrying our sin on the cross. He could not even look at his son because he is so holy. That's why Jesus said, Father, why have you abandoned me? Jesus experienced that so you don't have to. He promises to walk you through whatever crises we experience in this world. That's why we can sing, he is good. Because he's faithful. So... (laughs) So, Lord, you are good. You are good. Um, Chad mentioned that he is, this past week, you know, just going through the Old Testament with God's names. Uh, I had, I had uh, breakfast with Dave Ogren a couple days ago. Uh, he was passing through, and, and one of our conversations was, this is what I read this morning in the Bible, and this is what I never saw before. We talked about that last Sunday, how cool it is to read your Bible over and over and over again, never coming to that point where you think you know it all, or I've read that before, so I don't have to read it again. It is exciting to be able to dig into God's Word and let Him show Himself in a new way, you know, that you've never seen before. So I just want to encourage you, man. The Bible reading plan, maybe that you picked up last Sunday, how's that working out? And if you've missed a day or two or three, get back on it today. Jump back into it. Yo. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm just, I'm just going to ramble. No, I'm not going to ramble, but there, there's so much going on in my head right now about God. So, so this past week, um, I've been on YouTube watching um, Simon Korolski, and he's a dude from Russia, then immigrated to the United States, but he, he sings a lot of his stuff in Russian, and he's got a group of dudes and some ladies that sing with him. And so they sing in Russia, but they have the subtitles in English. I don't understand Russian but I can read English. That helps me. That helps me. But when you read the lyrics from this group from Russia, they are always talking about heaven. Heaven is my home. What, what joy we'll experience when we get there. And when you think of living in Russia, things are kind of falling apart there. Uh, for the churches right now. And you think of the people in China and in North Korea, and you can go on and on, India, where followers of Christ, man, are having a very challenging time. And so what do they do? Do they pack it up and say, I'm not going to be a follower of Christ anymore? No, they say, my eyes are in heaven. And that's going to get me through the struggle right now, and I want to encourage you, man. So I was in, I've been encouraged by, um, by Simon, the music. It's a good reminder for me that I need to keep my eyes on Christ. So, hey, we want to uh, congratulate Reuben and Amy Allickson on the birth of Waylon that was born uh, last Monday. Yeah, right back here. So Waylon got up early this morning. He said, Dad, take me to church. And he's here. His dad obeyed. How do you like that, huh? Yeah, man. That's good. And then, uh, this is going to get in your, your uh, program, but Zach and Michelle Wiest had uh, uh, a new rival, Henry, last night, 604. We have the uh, International Day of, of, of Life coming up. Uh, and to think that every child, every baby is a gift from God. God took time to knit that baby together. It's like he took time to knit you together. And so I, I was thinking, um, in Psalm 127, it says that children are a gift from the Lord. And maybe you're a couple here this morning and you've, you want children and you haven't had that. I've, I've been reading in Genesis and Sarah wanted a child. And so she goes to Abraham and And I thought it would be cool if we take time. And ask him. 
for these couples. Will you stand uh, in the gap for these couples here this morning? Whoever they are, they've been praying for a child. And so let's pray for God to do that. Okay? Will you do that? Cool. Father, you are good. You are faithful. And we thank you for these babies that you brought into this world, Lord. You were so involved. You were radically involved in their lives. And we give you thanks for these gifts. And yet, Lord, you know the hearts and the struggles that couples have with wanting children. And if they can't conceive the Really, it's a battle they wage. And so we pray this morning, Lord, you know those couples in this room watching online that want to have a child, and they've been praying, and it seems like you're not answering. But today, Lord, we come together as a family, and we ask you, oh God, will you deposit that seed of life into the women that are crying out to you for children. Will you do it, Lord? We know with Sarah, we know with Elizabeth, and we can go on and on, Lord, the examples that it seemed impossible, but you made it happen. And so we're trusting you this morning, Lord, to do that, to do that. We know you love life. You give life, you sustain it. And so, here we are. Oh God, hear our prayer. And we thank you that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you're here or watching online, then you can pull up the notes online uh, at the webpage or the um, Facebook page and follow along. It's always good. Um, I've got mine in front of me. And uh, here, here's something else I was thinking, man. When, when I to think how excited I was that we could read God's Word together. Yes. I was excited about that. And so here we have that opportunity. I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know spiritually the trail, the path you're on. Uh, if you hate God, if you don't know God, if you're struggling in your relationship, uh, if you're thriving spiritually right now, uh, the cool thing is God knows exactly where you're at, right here, right now. And He knows your spiritual pulse. And so we're going to trust Him to do some cool stuff. Today, we're going back in time, November 27th, 1983, the Spanish 
Avianca Airlines Flight 11 was on an international flight from Frankfurt, layover in Paris, layover in Madrid. Their final destination was going to be Bogota, Colombia. The Boeing 747 climbed to a cruising altitude. The crew contacted Madrid after flying out of Paris. It was a two-hour flight to Madrid. Uh, and after a while, they, they, they contacted the Madrid airport, receiving clearance to, to land. And um, what happened next, the aircraft descended below the minimum descent altitude. So there's a, there's a flying altitude for safety reasons. Well, they were below that descent altitude for that area. And so the right main gear and number four engine hit the hill at an altitude of 2,247 feet. And three seconds later, the aircraft impacted the second hill. And then six seconds later, an aircraft hit the ground with the right wing, which broke off. The plane cartwheeled, broke into five pieces, and came to rest upside down. And out of 169 passengers, 11 survived. No survivors among the crew. And so the black box, you know the black box, it's on every aircraft, was recovered and it revealed several minutes before the impact. Listen to what happened. When the plane was below the minimum descent altitude, a computer that's in the cockpit went off because they have systems that override the pilot if necessary. And that voice on the computer with the recorded message, pull up, pull up. But here's the thing, the Spanish pilot didn't understand English. And so he thought the system was malfunctioning. And so as the authorities went through the black box, the final moments before impact, pull up, pull up, they could hear the pilot say in his native tongue, shut up. And he turned the system off. And a couple of minutes later, the plane, the plane slammed into the hillside. In Madrid. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, as we look at the times that we're living in, in January 2022, God has an automatic warning system. And much of the time it's in his word, the Bible. That's why it's important to read it. Our natural instinct, of course, is to when God says, pull up, pull up, we would can say to him, the created human beings that we are, to the creator, we can tell him to shut up, can't we? Or we can say to him with humility, tell me how to pull up, Lord. And that leads me to where we sang moments ago, I need you, Lord. In the front of 2022, Lord, I need you. Do I need to pull up? Show me how I can do that, Lord. Or you might be here and you're the one 
that has already articulated this to God, shut up and leave me alone. I can do it on my own. But we do know this, that every decision and choice we make has a ripple effect, don't we? Just like the pilot on that flight heading towards Madrid, it cost the lives of all the crew. And only 11 survivors. Your life is not about you, friend. It's about impacting the lives around you. And so this morning, we're going to take a look at Philippians. And this is where uh, it's exciting to be able to read God's Word together. And then we're going to pick it up at verse 10, chapter 3 of Philippians. It's in your notes as well. And... um, Paul says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. And I don't mean to say I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on. That reminds me, uh, the No Regrets Conference, press on. Dudes, if you have never gone to No Regrets, I want to challenge you to go. Really, seriously. It is an incredible time on just a Saturday, but to be with thousands of men singing. You know, it's cool when ladies sing. I'll give you a little, little side note here. The angels in heaven are masculine. You know, anytime you see a feminine angel, it's not biblical. I mean, it's cute and all that stuff, you know, but... But if you want to stay with the Bible, the angels are masculine. I'm not saying men were angels by any stretch of the imagination, but I'll tell you this, when you get a bunch of dudes singing together, it's powerful. It's powerful. Great teaching, etc. So it's a great day to invest and February 5th is the front end of 2022, too, as well. So make that investment. Where was I? I remember. And I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on. I press on. There was a general in the Civil War, man. He told his men to press on. When he was on his deathbed, he said, press on as a follower of Christ. Press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. And Father, we thank you this morning for your word and how practical and how relevant it is for the days that we're living. And these few verses, Lord, they challenge us, man. They, they, they mess with us, Lord. So often we hear your voice to pull up and we ignore it or we turn it off or we tell you to shut up. Lord, forgive us for those times. Forgive us, Lord, our pride. 
our idol, idol, idolatry, Lord. May we press on with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're on the front end of, of 2022, and I, I know we've brought in baggage from 2021, and, and it's very possible that you think you've got to go through these hoops, a series of hoops to get yourself right before God, before God will help you or forgive you. That's not true. You simply come as you are. Come as you are. Broken. However it looks, man. You come and you say, Lord, here I am. I need you. And he's there. He's there. So I want to submit to you, what kind of 2022 do you, how do you want that to look in your life? Are you going to bring in 2021, 2020, uh, the last decade of, of, of hurts and wounds and bitterness and anger with you? Are you going to haul that into this year as well? Or do you think it's time for God to do something new? Huh? I don't want to stay the same. Man, when, when God, we come in as we are, when we, we just give God our whole mess and we let him rebuild us from the inside out, making it all new. Think about this now, where you can say, for years I was a compulsive liar, but then God, but then God. For years I was strung out on drugs, but then God. For years I was addicted to pornography, but then God. For years I was a lukewarm follower of Christ in my faith, but then God. For years I mismanaged money, but then God. For years I didn't lead my family anywhere. But then God, you could fill that in in your own personal life. But then God showed up. But then God did something new in my life. But then I, got, I gave God freedom to do what he needed to do. Where I kept it a secret, I kept it buried. It was my secret sin, nobody knew about it. It's time to let God deal with it because you know why? God's not finished with you and he's not finished with me. Aren't you glad about that? Man, if, if we could say God's all done, we could all go on spiritual vacations and how boring would that be? Huh? So Dave Ogren, he's going to be 73 in a couple of weeks. And every time I see him, I think the dude, man... I never see him age. He's like, he's like the bionic man or whatever you want to call him, you know? And he said, he said to me this week, man, I, I just can't think of retiring, you know? And I told him, I don't either, man. That's, I just can't. It just doesn't 
calculate in there, you know? And, and so we were just saying, man, we just want to live for the Lord and, you know, let him have his way in our lives. But then God. Dave's going to be 73, but then God. God, God, do something new in me. That's his heartbeat, see? Yeah, you keep that rolling. And so, um, man, I just, I just want to encourage you. I just want to encourage you. Uh, some of you are going to the membership class following the gathering this morning. And, you know, may this year be where we, we make the decision. You know, somewhere you just stop skipping church because you feel like it. You know, because you were up late on Saturday or there's a game on Sunday or whatever other reason. Stop being a phony, you know. Just commit wholeheartedly to the Lord this year. Stop going to church just being a consumer. When you become a member, you're saying, I'm going to serve. You know, I'm going to plug in. I'm going to give. Get your family involved. Make a difference. Tithe. Oh, that's a dirty word. <laughs> I was reading in Matthew 6 a couple days ago where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. Yeah. Send it on ahead where moth and dust, the little termite. We'll chew it up. Tithing's a blast. We just got our, our, our giving statements from the church online. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And I just said, Lord, thank you. Yeah. It's fun to give. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Give offerings. Pray. Grow spiritually. Stop pretending. Love your wife the way Christ loves his church. Men, this year, love your wife the way Christ loves the church. Spend time with your kids. Pray with your kids at night. Read them a Bible story and pray with them. Get into a life group. And so when we placed our faith in Christ, we were saved to be like Jesus. And that goes on and on. It's kind of like the song that never ends. <laughs> yeah, when you put your faith in Christ, you were, you were saved, you were born again to become more like Christ. And it goes on and on. His goal, our goal is to be like Christ. So uh, Frederick Flack in his book, Choices, put it this way. Most people can look back over the years and identify a time and place at which their lives changed significantly. Whether by accident or design, there are the moments when, because of a readiness within us and a collaboration with events occurring around us, we are forced to seriously reappraise ourselves and the conditions under which we live to make certain choices that will affect the rest of our lives. Choices. You and I have a choice right now. How are we going to pursue Christ? Or are we not going to pursue Christ? We're going to do the same old, same old. 
What's that going to look like? What's it going to take? It's a choice. I can, and you've heard me say this before, I could come up here on a Sunday and, and tell you my personal convictions on how I see the Bible interpreted. And tomorrow, somebody else could come along and say the opposite. I've been around long enough to, to know that happens. I'm not here to beg or manipulate people to obey God's word because I trust the Holy Spirit is big enough. When you read his word, he will convict you. And that's what it's going to take to live in this culture today. If you don't have core values, something you're worth, it's worth dying for, you're going, to, you're going to be destroyed. You'll be run over. You've got to have core values. You've got to have convictions. And so that's where uh, you, you won't hear me say, do this and don't do that. Because I believe God's big enough to speak to you. And I remember the times he has spoken to me and he continues to speak to me where he says, you've got to stop doing this. You're not going to do this anymore. I'm going to push the envelope with you, Bob. Come on now. Drop this and pick this up. Well, I don't feel comfortable with that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not an extrovert. That's okay. Let me work in and through your life. I got to tell you one more thing, man. Got to tell you one more thing. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? Yesterday, yesterday, I was getting in the car. Oh, here it is. And this song came to my head. And you might think, dude, you've had, you've had uh, too much pepperoni pizza or something, man. You messed up. Uh, but this song came to my head. And I thought, where did that come from? Because it's not a new song. It's old. It's been around the block a few times. There is joy in serving Jesus. It's a hymn. Can I sing it? <laughs> it, just, it just shows up. Where'd it go? Oh, oh, oh. There is joy in serving Jesus as I journey on my way. Joy that fills my heart with praises every hour and every day. There is joy, joy, joy in serving Jesus. Joy that throbs within my heart. Every moment, every hour, as I draw upon his power, there is joy, joy, joy that never shall depart. I had to print out the lyrics, man. There is joy in serving Jesus, man, when you surrender to him and let him live through you. But man, if you are living a hot and cold life spiritually, it's torment. It really is. You will not experience joy. When we sin and we don't confess that sin, we, we wander 
away from the Lord. We wander, we drift. We can't read our Bible because we haven't confessed that sin, and so that sin haunts us. And the devil is very clever in saying, man, you are, you are an evil dude. You can't be a hypocrite and read the Bible because you're so messed up. See? Just like Adam and Eve in the garden, a perfect environment. And Lucifer comes around and says, did God really say? Questioning the integrity, the character of God. And so they ate. And, and this is what I was thinking about. Something that God has worked in my life the past few years. Uh, he's, he's kind of um, shown me that I need to pray and walk. That's what really works best for me. You know? It works best for me. Walking and praying. Adam and Eve were in the garden, and in the cool of the evening, they were walking. And it says that God came looking for them in the garden. Adam and Eve are hiding, but God is in the garden walking. And that encouraged me that God's walking in the garden, and I'm walking in the garden of life. Able to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. And when you walk at night and you see his handiwork in the sky, it takes your breath away. Yeah. And when you walk in daylight and you see the sun in the blue sky, it takes your breath away. Yeah. And there is joy in serving Jesus, friend. And you wonder why life is flat and you wonder why your relationship with God is boring. It's because you're not hot for him. You know, I'm hot this week. Next week, I'm going to cool off, man. I don't want to burn up, so I'm going to cool off over here. One foot in the world, one foot with God. Friend, you're going to self-destruct. And Paul saw that. He saw that over and over again, over those 30 years of ministry. People coming and going, coming and going, hot and then cold, cold and then hot. I don't feel like going to church. I'm going to go to church. I don't feel like it. I'm tired. I got this going on, blah, blah, blah. Paul says, dude, press on. Press on. And so... Psalm 142.5. I hit this last week, but it's a great verse. Then I pray to you, O Lord, and I say, you are my place of refuge. You are all I really want in life. That's a great prayer. And Lord, as we look at 2022, we pray to you this morning as Life Church. And we say to you, you, Almighty God, faithful, true, I'm trusting you to be my place of refuge, that safe place. 
Because you are all we really want in life. Amen. Father, we pray. We talk to you, Lord. We listen to you. We don't want to be a follower of Christ in the cockpit and hear your voice saying, pull up and pull up, and we turn it off, or we tell you to shut up, Lord. Not this year. Not this year. Lord, we want to give you the freedom to be in that cockpit at the controls, leading guiding us, speaking to us, encouraging us, Lord. We want to thank you that as followers of Christ who are following after you, there is joy in serving Jesus. There is joy in serving Jesus. Lord, you, you, you have planted us strategically in neighborhoods, in communities, on our jobs, in our schools, on purpose to be that light. Where Paul could have easily said, get me out of this house arrest, Lord, so I could be more effective for you. Get me out of this. It's not fair. Instead, he said, Lord, I press on because he would have missed the opportunity of sharing the gospel with the Praetorium Guard. Lord, you would put us in specific places, in specific times, on purpose to let our light shine. (laughs) May we not become lazy. May we not become distracted. But simply say, Lord, thank you for the opportunity for such a time as this. We want to be faithful. We want to become more like you, Lord. So forgive us if we have allowed life to derail us from you. This morning, Lord, we we call on your name, Jesus. And we simply say, Lord, help me as I come this morning to you to start fresh, to start this year new with you as I simply follow after you this year to become more like you. In Jesus' name. And in the quietness of the hour, what what has the Spirit of God been saying to you this morning? Maybe you need to drop this and maybe you need to pick this up. Maybe... Terminate that. Solidify that with the Lord. Put that stake in the ground and say, yes, Lord, this year. I'm going to let it go. But then God, but then God showed up.
In Jesus' name we pray, Lord. Amen.